0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are jumping right back into our season recaps. Today, we are going to discuss the Colorado Rockies. So the Rockies had an interesting season. They had some fun moments, but they also endured plenty of heartbreak, actually. I mean, from blown saves to a shocking lack of moves at the trade deadline. We can look at the 2021 season as one that gave Rockies fans and the organization it gave them a lot to learn from but i mean if you look at it first of all they had okay so overall let's look at the record they were 74 and 87 finished fourth in nl west they missed the playoffs, so they had a losing record but if you kind of split things their record at home was 48 and 33 so they had a winning record at home that was the best home record out of every non-playoff team in major league baseball while that is good, it just exposes how much they struggled on the road, 26 and 54. So it's a stark split. I don't, I don't think you see that very often. But obviously, I mean, for obvious reasons, the Rockies have a distinct home field advantage playing up there in high altitude. Playing in an environment where breaking balls aren't as sharp so their hitters can hit better. Obviously, the ball travels further. And, you know, that definitely helps them. But when they go back to play on the road, they come down to earth and you see they struggled. They were, they were 28 games below five hundred. Pretty rough. Pretty rough. Anyway, the Rockies did lose Nolan Arenado last offseason, but they finished with a slightly higher winning percentage in 2021 than 2020, despite that fact. But pitching was a glaring weak spot for them. They had a 4.82 ERA. Um, Yeah, when you're giving up almost five runs a game as a staff, you're going to be ranked near the bottom of baseball. They were near the bottom fifth of all of Major League Baseball. But I would say the most concerning thing about their pitching is that they blew 30 saves on just 63 opportunities. So, Whenever they were given the chance to end the game, Rockies closers only had a 47% success rate. So they just could not close things down at the back end of the bullpen. And they just gave up a lot. They blew a lot of saves. Their offense was mediocre. I'm not really going to go into the numbers and bore you guys. They they were just mediocre. Pretty much middle of the pack. But they they were average. So, I mean, what what really did the rockies in this year well there was kind of i don't want to say there was a dark cloud hanging over them but everyone knew that trevor story was going to become a free agent and it was a foregone conclusion that he would sign elsewhere at the end of the season he hasn't signed yet but we all expect him to be going somewhere else so that was definitely hanging over them and now they're going to have to deal with that they're going to lose him you know they're going to have to decide what they want to do with You know, someone like Brendan Rodgers, for example. So Brendan Rodgers is still a young player, but injuries have plagued his young career so far. I mean, he appeared in just 32 games between 2019 and 2020, but he bounced back this season. He hit 284 with 15 homers and 51 RBIs. And I mean, he finished the year on quite a tear, hitting 296 with 10 bombs after the All-Star break. So his emergence was extremely important. Because, you know, with that dark cloud hanging over with the Trevor Story departure, I mean, he's he could very well be Colorado's everyday shortstop moving forward after Trevor Story is gone. So seeing him put together some really good at bats this season was definitely what the Rockies needed to see. And that was definitely encouraging for them. Bright spots for the Rockies. It was it was CJ Krohn. I mean, it wasn't even Trevor Story. As as good as Trevor Story is, uh, Krohn had a better 2021. I mean, he found his groove at Coors Field. I mean, 281, 28 homers, 92 RBIs. And he led the team with, you know, wins above replacement on offense, offensive war. And they rewarded him with an extension at the end of the year. Like, you, you played so well, we're going to give you 14 and a half million dollars over the next two years, that's what they did, because yeah, C.J. Cron was just a beast. I think he like he was the hottest player. I think he was the player of the month in August or something like that. Because I remember you know we were doing our daily, our daily show, and I was talking about C.J. Cron every single day. And there was like a stretch in August where he was the hottest hitter in baseball. But he absolutely earned his keep. He's a veteran first baseman, and he's going to be the first baseman in Colorado for for some years to come. Maybe plant out some roots. He's bounced around the league a lot over the past few years. I mean, Colorado, this is his sixth team since 2017. So he started his career with the Angels, played there for four years, and just bounced every single year, L.A. to Tampa Bay, to Minnesota, to Detroit, now to Colorado, where he's kind of coming to his own. And he had a very good season this year, elite season with the bat. 905 OPS which is which is good for a 130 OPS plus so 30% above the average and they're going to run it back with him next year. So he was the bright spot. I mean Trevor Story was also very good, but I would say um CJ Cron was probably their best player overall because he was so much better offensively. Story had a down year with the bat by his standards, by his standards. Still very good, but his OPS plus was only 103. I mean, he added a lot more value with his defense. And, you know, obviously he still has that speed. You know, Story has that power-speed combo. He had a 2020 year, 20 stolen bases, 24 home runs for Trevor Story. But, yeah, he's going to get a nice contract here in the offseason. Not sure exactly where he's going to go, but there are teams who are interested. Obviously, he's he's the third chore stop on the board because um, – Seeger already signed. Correa is going to sign. You know, Correa, number one. Seager, number two. And then Story, number three. I guess you can put Semi in there, too, depending on who you talk to. But he's the second baseman. He's going to be the second baseman for the Rangers. But I digress. That's not necessarily part of this episode. But... And then then uh, we have to talk about the best fielder that the Rockies had this year. That was Ryan McMahon. So put it simply, this guy has been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal from a defensive perspective. I mean... Yeah, one of the best defenders in all of Major League Baseball. Not only is he clutching the field, he also gives them like versatility. He's not just has a good glove at one position. He can play multiple positions around the infield. He played 151 games this season. He spent time at third base most of the time, but he also spent some time at second base. And actually, there were some games where he played both positions. But that... Versatility is definitely valuable for the Rockies and helps anchor their defense. And that bat, even though it was, you know, just 98 OPS plus this year, a little bit below league average, that glove makes him a phenomenal player. And he put up four wins above replacement, according to baseball reference this year. Outstanding glove work from Ryan McMahon, and he's definitely going to be holding things down for them. So the Rockies are, oh you know, they they're just... In this middle ground you know they, they have to find a way to win more games on the road but for next year they're gonna have to you know kind of eat the loss of a very good player which is which is trevor story it's not an entire loss you know he put up four wins above replacement 4.2 wins above replacement this year you're not going all the way down to zero obviously it's trevor story minus whoever replaces him which could be brendan rogers who who could put up one win above replacement or maybe slightly more next season. If he continues like he's shown he can, but Charlie Blackman will likely be back. And, you know, they're probably going to lose. Actually, they have already lost John Gray this off season from the rotation. They're probably going to lose some more. You know, John Gray has joined the Texas Rangers, so he's out. Um, they're going to have to find a way to fill fill that gap in the rotation, but we'll probably find out more when the lockout is over. Rockies aren't really going to compete right now. They're just in this kind of middle ground. I don't really know what their plan is for the short term, but they'll probably have to make that known very soon. So we'll just wait and see. We'll just wait and see and we'll react to it when it happens. We'll break it down whenever it does happen. That's going to be it for today. If you enjoyed this, Please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.